As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. You're listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, Please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Talks Machina. Are we on the internet? Yeah, yeah, you all right there, buddy? Uh, We're good. We're good. Tonight, the Mighty Nine finally have their showdown with Lorenzo. Caleb does it for the kitty, and the party is on their way to becoming whole again. We'll break it all down tonight with my guests, Marisha Ray, Liam O'Brien. Liam O'Brien. All that and more tonight on Tox Machina. Team No Sleep. Good evening. Welcome, esteemed panel of guests. Ooh, esteemed. Ooh, yes. Panel. Ooh. Ooh, yes, those are the two words. Um, welcome, everybody, to Talks Machina, our first since being back in beautiful, extremely hot Los Angeles. Burning. Burning. Mm. It's on fire everywhere. It's not, crazy. Not funny at all, but nope. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, we're going to run through some quick announcements. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about Critical World episode 29. Ooh. Ooh. Up first, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's show is sponsored by none other than Critical World favorite. Dwarven Forge. Uh, they are our friends. They are big time critters, and they are easily, I would say, the leaders in hand sculpted and painted terrain sets. Um, we have one here tonight. I'll show you in a second. They recently launched their Kickstarter for the latest set, Caverns Deep. Ooh, I like the sounds of that. Uh, the Caverns Deep subterranean set offers 15 different distinct encounter areas. That's crazy. 15. I bet Matt will find uses for all of them, probably. There's the webbed lair, the mushroom grotto, and a brand new forest terrain system called the Dread Hollow Forest, which we went and saw at Gen Con. And it is so So cool. Cool. The tree 
is, yeah, and you can pop the trees and off. And it's hollow, so you can put a bad guy in there. You, you put can, like lights in there. Yeah, you, it's the, like, all the stuff has LED LEDs stuff. in it now. It's crazy. So cool. Keep me away from the mushroom caverns, though, please. I know them. Yeah, the mushroom. The crystal. Not, I have yeah. a thing for the crystal caverns, yeah, which good. also have all really the cool. LEDs in them. Yep. Mushrooms were pretty dope. Yep. So good. And the caverns. And Dwarven Forge too. <laughs> Um, each of those different areas, uh, they have special pieces, unique themes, challenges, all that stuff. There's, uh, you can go onto the Kickstarter page and see what all the different encounters are. You can become a backer now at critroll.com slash, I guess for them it would be this, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, nailed it. Critroll.com slash Dwarvenforge before the Kickstarter campaign ends on August 14th. Ooh, that's soon. I backed it, Matt backed it. Ooh, I can't wait. Hope it's expedited shipping. Uh, and mm -hmm. be the first to get this product at the exclusive Kickstarter price point, which is pretty good if you ask me. Um, what's next? Oh, Honey Heist 2 Electric Bergaloo <laughs> is this Friday night at 7 p.m. right here on twitch.tv slash critical role. Mm -hmm. uh, we did a little something different this time. We did a little something different this time, which is due to everyone's schedules, mm -hmm. the fact that Mr. O'Brien and Sam Regal have kids they haven't seen in four days and various different scheduling reasons. We actually shot it last night, live to tape from seven to, I don't know, 11, however long it went, just like a normal episode. And it's gonna be airing unedited this Friday night at seven. So I wish we could edit it because there's, <laughs> it, it's, it is very. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's off the cuff. It is, we, we really. We had a deliciously guys, uh, ridiculous time. We did. You guys I, were on fire, man. I, we were jet lagged and exhausted. Yeah. We were on it got a, a little few, slap happy. Slap few happy. hours of sleep from Gen Con, and <laughs> slap sure. happy is the exact yeah, way I would sure. describe it. No audience, no fucks left to give. <laughs> nope. But the fun thing is, since we did pre-tape it, yep. we will be hanging out with you guys in chat. In the chat, and so we'll be all experiencing this for the first, the time, first time together. together. <laughs> um, you to see all of our shame and glory. Yeah, we'll hang out in the most of us, if we can, we'll hang out in the chat on Friday night, and. Um, I have a bunch of behind the scenes videos and pictures yeah. that I will be posting at the break because I don't want to give away any spoilers, but um, it was very rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh, so that's Friday night at seven here. Um, anything else? I think that's it, right? Brian, yeah. I want a Mighty Nine shirt. Where do I get it? Oh, the Mighty Nine shirts. Well, you can get them at Max, you work here. You just go grab one. one. He doesn't. He doesn't have uh, Max doesn't yes, have access and. to yes, those rooms. And. No, but uh, uh, yeah, they're available now. We have them back in stock. So softest shirts in the entire world. Get them. <laughs> this killing it. This is kind it's of how it went last night. This is. On. Oh man, I need to sleep. Oh, um, get so those tired. Mighty Nine shirts anywhere Mighty Nine shirts are sold, which are at CritRoll.com. Yeah. Without further ado. Let us attempt a discussion about episode 29 of Critical Role Campaign 2, The Stalking Nightmare. Yes, let's. Let's do Sam. Welcome back. I missed you. <laughs> I missed you guys. It's been so long. It's been so long. 
Uh, we have some crit roll stats for stats. episode 29, AKA at Critical Role Live. Help us, dear God, I'll never see the, the color pink and think of anything else ever again. Or anything with gills. What were those things that were like, uh, was it? Uh, oh, his um, dorsal it, fins. It, yeah, uh, the, the, like the dinosaur. Like yeah, type like thing. yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what those are called though. Hopefully, we never learn. Um, Gaga fins. Gaga, Gaga fins. fins. Yes, that's awesome. They should have opened for us mm. since uh, the others canceled. The Mighty Nine reached 159 nines this episode. This includes all total rolls, including damage rolls. 159 in 29 episodes. Wunderbar. Yep. That's a lot of nines. Wunderbar. The 150th nine goes to Bo. Deck save against the fire trap. Uh oh. Well oh, nined. Yeah. Well nined. Thank you. Mm. Speaking Probably of nine. Bo, mm. Bo dealt 147 damage in this episode. Ooh. Oh, it's the most for anyone in any episode of Campaign Two so far. Is that true? It would if it would not be a crit roll stat if it were untrue. Are you just trusting crit no, roll stats? I'm just, I don't think that crit roll stats has given us any reason to doubt them thus far, and I don't like where this is going. I. You're right, this is how fake news starts. <laughs> That's true. We love crit roll stats. This is the class you were born to play. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. 147 in one episode. That's, That's pretty boss. Awesome. That I've never been the grog before. I'm so excited, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, between you and when Yasha gets back and starts oh, yeah. at level yeah. five or whatever. Fucking metal, man. Oof. Metal. Uh, sen Sentinel Babes, what's it called? Sentinel Babes. Sentinel babes. Uh, in episode seven, Shakasta's spiritual weapon, Shikasta. the bust of Estelle Getty, mm. attacked twice and hit both times. Oh. In this episode, 29, Shakasta's spiritual weapon, the statue of Nefertiti, <laughs> attacked four times and missed all oh, four attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Uh, I feel like uh, Kara got a, a real dose of what Dungeons and Dragons feels like to play. Yeah, you're there the with this show. live audience. Yeah, There's yeah. all the energy. You flew across the country. Fail four times yeah. in a row. <laughs> um, Lorenzo's last action was Cone of Cold. Following that, the party dealt 117 damage to him of their 176 total damage. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, this battle against Lorenzo is the in-game longest in the party's history. Six rounds or 36 seconds. Wow, 36 long seconds. That's crazy. That does feel like a long time when you're probably fighting and getting blasted with freezing cold in your face. Yeah. Going unconscious. Yeah, 36 seconds for all that to happen. Combat. Time is elastic. Yeah. yeah. I heard that on True Detective. Huh. <laughs> hey, here's a, that was a deep cut. That was a deep cut. Probably my last of the night, guys. Uh, Legati Works has a question for both of you. Okay. So Sam had an outfit. Thoughts, feelings? Oh man, well. So many. I mean, the main thing that we started talking about immediately is what the hell are you gonna do next year? In the van, in the van when we left the theater, yeah. you said that the first thing in the van. Well, Sam, what? what's it gonna be? And he was panicking. He's like, I have no idea. Uh, Xenomorph? Man, uh, yeah. Cthulhu? I have a feeling whatever it is, 
The producers are not going to like it, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's going to go against some sort of theater violation yeah. code system. Full Matthew Mercer costume? Oh, uh, I can see that. Wow, that's weird. A chest tattoo of one of his Mercer yeah, not shirts? Like the, not like the other night's costume. Not weird. Seeing Sam look like my husband? Well, he looked like Sam with long hair. Oh, I thought you were talking like full and beautiful chiclet teeth. I don't yeah. know. We're talking about amping it up. Putting on a wig and wearing a like a Henley isn't that. Well, it's not amping it up from what he did. He could wear a vest. Oh, <laughs> now, now that's a game changer. Now that, now that's Clark Kent taking off his sunglasses. <laughs> um, another question, another question for both of you from Kate Durth. Yes. Does playing your characters work or feel different with just the cast and crew versus when you're with a live audience and how so? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I like both for totally different reasons. Uh, when we're around the table, it's very intimate and uh, immediate, and um, you know it just feels living and breathing. But the live shows are are a hundred percent live theater, and when you do live theater, the audience is another player in the production. Yeah, you can't ignore uh, the the presence of a giant twenty four hundred amorphous person amorphous blob that's you know, emoting and, and energized along with you. Yeah. So I mean, and it's not just as simple as hold for laughter. Like that energy. Feeds. There's a reason why uh, all the live shows are a little punchier because mm -hmm. it's like surfing on a tsunami wave. Yeah, it's amazing. And you're looking out there and seeing people cosplays, cosplaying as the characters you're playing, standing up and cheering when you have a success, you know, and screaming "Oh God!" when you have a failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chanting the screaming. It's it's unreal. Crazy. Yeah, it's that cycle of energy that you always talk about in live theater or live shows that. Yeah. It's why you do them. It's great. We <laughs> tried to prepare Kari for that wall of sound that yeah. would, and he was like, ah, yeah. Nope. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> we got backstage. He's like, oh my God, dude, yeah. you weren't kidding. It feels like a sound wave. It yeah, feels like when a bottle rocket goes off next to you. I think last year, same thing. At the end of these live shows, we just stand up there and cry. Mm. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Like, it's a dump of emotion and just like, it's. Just the fact that these, you know, stupid shows, speaking only for my own, for I'll, legal I'll reasons. Throw ours in there. Okay, thank you. Um, no, just seeing the impact that it has on people. Reading tweets is one thing, and that's meaningful, and that's, you know, endearing, but seeing that love in person is really energizing. It's, it's beyond words. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Um, Liam, gloriously geek asks, oh. great name, uh, were you surprised with how useful a spy Frumpkin was as a spider? No, I was not surprised at all. It was a great idea right from the beginning, <laughs> right from the first moment that it entered into my head. I don't know why anyone would think uh, it would be a bad idea, but that's on them, I suppose. Man, I got criticized and questioned when I turned into shit for three years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <sighs> so I deserve a little bit. <laughs> but there's an explanation for that. Vindication here though. to make fun of other people's choice and animal choices. I mean, there's an explanation for that, though, Marisha. Because you're a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hashtag uh, thanks, Keyleth. This is why we love having Brian. <laughs> Saying the things in our heads. Yep. 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 I say things so you don't have to. Mm. Cheers to um, that. But the, yeah, getting hashtag thank Keyleth out of that was worth it. 
Thanks, Keyleth. What did mm -hmm. I say? It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Keyleth. Thanks, Keyleth. <laughs> um, guys, bad news. Danny Cam is still down. What's our ETA, Maxwell James? I don't want another week to go by. Look at, we get to look at her. Plus she looks so. They deserve to look at her. She looks She looks so smart this Look at her. She looks, she looks like the mayor. She looks like the mayor of New Donk City in Super Mario Odyssey, doesn't she? Dancing out in front of the thing. What is her name? I should have looked this up. I can't remember either. I think she looks like she's in Heathers. Yes. You do, yeah. I yeah, feel very Winona awesome. Ryder tonight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fun fact, she just commandeered that hat from Taliesin's stash that oh. he brought for Honey Heist. I did steal it. Um. <laughs> oh. Thank Pauline. you, Chris Lockie. Pauline is the mayor of. Thank you. <laughs> this is the content you are tuning in for. Um, it is. Great uh, fucking game. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Incredible game. I finished that one. You did? Yeah, I never nice. finish video games anymore. Finish I know, that between one. the schedule and the kids and everything, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But we, yeah, we busted out our switches on the plane and we're causing some ruckus mm -hmm. until one of us got thrown off around Phoenix. Um, <laughs> Angelic uh, Atsumi asks, Marisha, would you say Bo's newfound confidence with ladies has been just luck of the draw or Molly's influence to live life to its fullest? Uh, a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Um, and I mean, she's always kind of been a bit of a flirt and has put on the moves pretty heavily. Yep. Um, Have you heard people say disaster lesbian? Oh, like <laughs> about Bo. Okay, because it's all over. Everything yeah. I read on Tumblr it's is accurate. about like Bo is a disaster les lesbian, yeah, and I a disaster lesbian to your face. Yeah, I love it. True. It's so funny. Great. Um, I love it. It's it's the most two accurate words you can have. You should make right an now. action movie, and that's the title. <laughs> you, oh yeah, that's a great idea. It's like an exploitation film, like yes. in the 1970s yeah, yeah. style. Mm -hmm. Super yes. into that. Starring Marisha Ray, yeah. the disaster lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, no, she she's had a little bit more opportunity. There was a time, um, man, I don't know if I should spoil this or not. Well, there was a few it. times I was trying to, I was gonna break through those next barriers with Yasha. Yeah. And I kept missing the opportunity and then they went missing and then wasn't sure there and then. Wait, and then, so you're saying right as, Right as she was about to leave, you made a move on Ashley. I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> and she just left before you could <laughs> have a chance to get I a goodbye kiss. I love how this show is so much like therapy. It's so cathartic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but was was there any any of Molly's influence? Yeah, for that? sure. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a little like, you know, uh, fuck it, you could literally die tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know what also helps? Um, and it, I mean, it's a little, it's some cathartic boning, and a little bit of um, validation boning from from Keg to Bo. You know, you've got to have that daddy issues bone. It's a little bit about that. You, you need a good closure bone. A little bit of a closure bone. A little bit of a closure bone. Closure bone. Yeah, closure bone. yeah. This is like therapy, because that's where I heard that, ter that term closure <laughs> bone was from my therapist. <laughs> you know what also helped out in that situation? Keg, yeah. super horny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yep. 
both got her insecurities deep down inside. Yeah. She doesn't show them, so you're gonna you're gonna be aroused by what I do for that many weeks in a row. Bo's gonna be like, yeah, so uh, we want to cash in on some of that sexual frustration yeah. right about now. Now that we have a free second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but you know, I've been kind of waiting because, like you said, you don't want to wake up the next morning and have to deal with that. You can kind of wait until she can walk off into the sunset. Don't have to deal yeah, with the awkwardness. You, oh man, never mind. <laughs> I have to let that one go. It's, <clears throat> I have to. I don't do that very often. You know, that, by the ones that slip out. That's some dark shit. This is bad. Yeah. This is now. bad. Matthew Peterson has a question. Excuse me. Matthew Patterson has a question for both of you. <laughs> what are Caleb and Bo's first impressions of Caduceus? Boy, he's ready to put his life in danger. Just like that. There's that. He's well, fascinating. He was he was sort of secluded and solitary for a while, so yeah. it could be that he needs that ad adventure, that adrenaline. Well, he wanted to get out, but he could go on like a train ride through Alaska. Ooh. But instead, we in, uh, invaded a compound. Yeah. Uh, so he's got some stuff to work on himself, evidently. I do not remember seeing Alaska on the map of. It's just off the edge. I see. Okay, yeah. so it's it's hidden like one parts of one of mm -hmm. Matt's uh, maps. Oh, by the way, guys, we didn't get to zoom in on the Dwarven Forge. Check this out. Oh. Oh yeah. We did already. Yeah, we'll do Let's do it again. Did you guys see the little? Uh, we did you see it. the kitties oh. in the back? Oh. This is part of the new oh, yeah. Caverns Deep set. Look, there's you in the back. You can lift them up that. if you want. Here's a one-armed Percy. Yep. That happens after the end of campaign one. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, switch to red, just aesthetically switch to red. Um, let's see, what's next here? Uh, Liam. Yeah. Uh, wait, did you give your impressions of Caduceus? No, you no, didn't. Uh, Bodas has very mild ones right now because we kind of met him through him immediately into the fray. Yeah. I think she's a little like, kind of like what he said, like, what the fuck is up with this guy? But yeah. okay. I, I think she was so desperate for any type of help at the time. She's just like, yeah, you're in, let's go. Yeah. The train's leaving right now. Another fucking person ride. to come along and help you find your friends is a win, especially if they have, you know, cleric spells. Y yeah. <laughs> um, Liam. Yeah. Mag Opus, great name also, mm -hmm. asks, uh, the infiltration showed how much of a natural leader Caleb can be. If he puts aside his indecisions, if he puts aside his indecisions, did he like that taste of power over the others, or would he prefer things to go back to the status quo now that Ford is back again? Uh, I wouldn't say that he enjoys having power over others. Um, I think that he has buried uh, ability to think critically and, and get shit done but hasn't been in that mode for a very long time. Um, and he has very high arcing plans, but is nowhere near like maximum efficiency after being in, in, the, in the fridge for so long. Yeah. Um, so I think the plan is to, to get out there and start, you know, getting comfortable again. And he, uh, I don't know, I mean like, I think Caleb, is a, is a mess of contradictions, mm -hmm. um, and I and I change my mind for what I think or what he thinks in, in any given day or moment. Um, really, that often? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are games where like he really is like drawn to the people in this group, 
uh, in moments in the story and thinks like, I like this, this is good, but also like I should not allow my, allow myself to get comfortable with any of them because what I'm doing is more important and I need to be able to walk away from them uh, if I have to because what I'm doing is more important. Um, you know, like all human beings, you, often, you, like, you say one thing, you tell yourself, well, I'm about this, I always do this, and are lying to yourself. Mm, yeah. And are really, the whole time, while you feed yourself that lie, doing something completely counter to that, so. Mm. Well, that brings up a, an interesting point. So how much room do you guys leave at the start of a character's journey mm. for personality changes and stuff based on what happens week to week, because I imagine you have to have their core personality traits sort of figured out, but it sounds like you, you leave room to be able to really solidify that based on kind of how the beginning of the journey's gone. I mean, I, I think in a weird way, it doesn't matter how much you plan or how much you say, you're gonna have these causes or these beliefs or these pillars that you're gonna die on. Um, you know, you kind of, you pick a background and you act on that and kind of even having those ideals that you're willing to really go all in on no matter what the world is going to change who you are mm. and the world is going to throw shit at you just in like in real life that's going to change you and affect you whether you wanted to or not yeah um so i i think some people might be more stubborn, like Caleb, mm. in terms of how things are gonna bounce off of him and change him. Um, you know, I, I think Bo is a little bit more vulnerable to those things at this point in her life. Mm. Interesting. So, you know, she was, she was affected by the Molly thing, she's never, She's run in criminal groups and never had a death like that before that she's yeah. really, you know, cared about yeah. ultimately. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Mm. You have anything to add to that? Uh, I'll, I'll just bring it back, I think, more directly to the question in that, like, he doesn't like having control over people, but uh, I think he, he has the potential to bring back some of the promise of his youth and early on with this group, you know, who, who the fuck are these people? He doesn't know, he's just trying to get a little bit of protection. I'm talking about the beginning of their, their meeting. A little bit of protection, a little bit of more ability to get, you know, to, to stick his neck out there with safety around him. Um, but with what happened with, you know, he's obviously formed connections, even if he doesn't want to admit it to himself. Uh, but with what happened with, with the shepherds, uh, uh, made him angry, I think, in a way that he wasn't would never have anticipated. Uh, and then losing three, mm. three of them, uh, and having just less of us there. <sighs> There's so many things I could talk about here. Like, so he wants to do impossible things, and I think Caleb, seeing all the things that happened over the past couple of days with the shepherds, he, he part of him is thinking like, if if I want to do the impossible, if I can't do this. Like early days, Caleb with this group, you know, as he was just deciding to begin his life, you know, his life's work, really. Yeah. It was good to like hang back and just, you know, uh, skulk. But when, after a month of investment and these, and him being drawn to them against his, you know, his better senses, uh, having them gone, A, made him 
angry in a way he didn't anticipate, and then B, like, there, there was no ability to skulk anymore. Mm. It was just the mm. three of us, and nobody was gonna, you can't, there's no hanging back. So decisions had to be made, and I feel like that forced that shit out of him that he, that has lain dormant for so long. So it's not about, like, I mm. like being a leader. I don't, Caleb don't want to be a leader. But he, he will get shit done if he has to. Yeah. In that way, a default leader then, mm-hmm. by, or leader by default. I think it's just interesting because we're starting to see, in my opinion, Caleb's anger moving outward instead of inward as much. That's and that's been interesting. Accurate, yeah. 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 Uh, Marisha, speaking of what we were just talking about a few minutes ago, it's Meg G's says, uh, how does it feel being the MVP of the Mighty Nine right now? Does Bo feel vindicated for Molly's death? Uh, no. No, I don't think she's ever going to feel vindicated for that death. Um, no, I didn't get that feeling at all. That's going to that's gonna leave a mark for sure. Um, yeah, revenge and closure don't always, they're not always they're the, not same the same thing. They're not the same. That's an excellent way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe someday she will find that closure in some other form, but clearing out one fuck face doesn't right all the wrongs. Yeah. More boning. More boning. boning. It's what Molly would have wanted. It's what Molly would have wanted. That's true. Actually, that was one of the things that Tadlison actually said to me. Uh, After he got done with the live show, he was like, Molly would be so proud. I heard him say that. Yeah, 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 that's right. (laughs) Oh, man. If Molly could teach you anything, it's just... Please go get laid in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I think Molly going down for, for both the Empire kids, I feel like while we don't know everything about each other's intentions, like <clears throat> Molly going down shows the the cost. <clears throat> Excuse me. The cost of what they're trying to do mm-hmm. separately and together. Um, so while they didn't know him that well, I mean they spent hard times with him with their lives in danger and their lives are in danger, and if they keep doing the things they're doing, it's not gonna change, mm. and that is, that could easily happen to any of them. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what Molly's death meant, I think, at least from Caleb's viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, kind of what we were talking about earlier, I think one of the things that Bo lingers with is putting on a front to Molly in the very last conversation that we had and he was trying to be honest with her or like have a genuine conversation and she kind of fronted a little bit. Yeah. And you know, got really close to opening up and didn't and then he died the next morning. Um, so I think for oh, yeah. Bo, she's really like processing the fact like, you didn't, you, you missed that. You missed that opportunity and it happened like that. So. Yeah. Um, and then what? Teach you a lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of why she jumped up on the opportunity with Keg. Mm. Um, I don't know if she would have before then, kind of like what we were saying earlier. And what also kind of oddly influenced this or sunk in, I don't know if you guys have watched Glow, the latest season of Glow or anything about that. There's a documentary about the original Glow. Yeah. Also on Netflix. Oh. And it's so good, right, Steve? It's so good. Steve, our cameraman, is camera like, like oh, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> um, and the 
they're interviewing the the woman who the character uh, yeah uh, Machu Picchu was based on who originally was called Mountain Fiji oh and was kind of it kind of was the heart of glow and she's talking and she's talking about how she has these regrets because she was in love with the producer and she never told him and she never acted on it and then like 20 years has gone by and she's still in love with this man uh, wow and they end up having i don't want to spoil it i just i will totally sit here and fucking spoil it you should totally watch it though <laughs> wow that's great. um but max how does it feel to know that'll never happen to you oh my god you're so <laughs> fucking mean <laughs> Hey, if you go to our Instagram, I posted a very sweet thing by just loving on Max today. Because I give him so much shit on the show, I had to, we have to balance the scales, but it was really nice. I said a lot of really nice shit. I had to, I had to come back and. All that balance. Because all day today he was walking around like, that's right. And somebody's yeah. like, can you grab that? He's like, you grab it yourself, you piece of shit. Um, let's give away some free shit, shall we? It's free? Yeah, let's give some it's free, free shit. Free? Free. Give it away. Uh, our first Life giveaway tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our first giveaway is honoring your epic, ep oh, fuck. Your effing. It's over, dude. <laughs> you can't epic, take it on the plane. You can bring it on the plane. Aww, they miss it every time. Um, honoring yeah, your epic gift making skills. It's time for GIF of the Week. GIF. GIF of the Week. GIF of the Week. GIF of the Week. Wait, 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 wait. Our winner for episode 29 of Campaign 2 was sent in by at Seraphine Dreams. Let's take a look. Humping Regal, Humping Regal. This looks pretty great. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 18, 20. I tried to get the dice from her that she uses because it rolls so high, and that's a 20. Maybe it's oh because of how small God. she is and how close she is to the dice tray. That's Maybe. true. Maybe it doesn't Maybe. roll as. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it, do, it doesn't have as far to drop. Yeah. So. Like if she walked into Wheaton's front door, would there be a nuclear detonation? Yeah, because the two, yeah, the two <laughs> things, yeah. An Akira bubble? That was oh, so, so funny. We love we Ashley. Love Had Ashley. so much she's fun really having her on the show the past four weeks. She's a good one. She's great. Yeah. Um, congrats to you, Seraphine Dreams. You have won this. Not the best detective agency shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's very pretty. Flats I love on the, the bottom is the best. It says technically, there's no comma technically. Technically. Softest shirts I've ever felt in my life. My goodness. <laughs> Blessed by me. Blessed by you, Marisha, please. There you go. Plus the shirt for Seraphine Dreams. Okay. Mm, there we go. Thank you. It's, right into the mic. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <clears throat> he left actually like 20 minutes ago. Uh, Captain Obvious has a question for everyone. Um, does anyone want to elaborate on how Kari acquired that lamp? Is the staff of the Marat Theater just completely bewildered by all of this? 
by all of you at this point. Um, most of the people yes. that were there this year that work at the theater were there last year. Yes. Um, and they remembered us. They remembered us. And I all was, the critters. They were excited for us to be back. They were. Yeah. I was saying, uh, I didn't know if the security guy downstairs was the same guy as last year or not. And when I got all dressed up in the Taliesin outfit and I was walking out to go on stage, <laughs> as I walked past him, he was sitting there like this and he goes, well, that's a lot worse than last year. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's the guy. Uh, we went downstairs to, to eat dinner before the show. Right, in and a room that was ice cold. There was a room that was that was about 42 degrees. Incredible. And yep. behind the tables where they had our food were these the two statues, mm -hmm. uh, lamps. Yep. Yeah, the whole thing was kind of Egyptian themed. They yeah. had a lot of paintings yep. of stuff like that, and then these as, Nefertiti lands. As Kari is loading chicken onto his plate and rice, he goes, you know, I could take one of those upstairs. It was not that low key. He it, no, loved yeah, the idea he was and was like, Kari's got the gift for Gab and he was yeah. on about net. So we're all like loading up he our plates. He was like, I need an empowered woman yep. from history to be my spiritual weapon. <laughs> and then he's like talking to like Max and Vinny, our producers, and he was like, do you think the the theater staff will let me take her on stage. <laughs> She's my spiritual weapon. Yep. And uh, yeah, we made it. I didn't made know it happen. if it was going to happen or not until I saw two people as I was getting ready to go on stage. <laughs> it looked heavy moving that thing into its position. Thank God we had her though. Yeah. Turn the tide of the battle. Completely. Yeah. It was so hot you needed the breeze of her woofing four times to cool yourself down. Oh boy. We've been there. We have Liam. Yes. The past few episodes we've seen a different side of Caleb yeah. that than we're used to. We see him taking charge and approaching things practically and with precision. What's been going through Caleb's and your own head to bring about this shift? Oh, I covered a lot of that. We kind of covered a yeah, lot of that quite earlier. A bit. Uh, yeah, I, I think I said this already, but like with everything he wants to do, if he, if he can't do this, if he can't make this happen, I think going into that fight, he was like, he was so angry at how they were schooled by by those people. And he's like, we're going to go in and this is going to be easy and we're going to kill them in their sleep. It's going to be easy. And it was so much harder than he yeah. anticipated. But even when he was getting his ass handed to him and was on death's door, was like, you need this, you need this, you need this. Mm. You need this so that you can go on and do the next thing. Yeah. Um, yep, that's the end of that answer. Man. Cyberwolf1201 has oh. a question for Marisha Ray. The actor. Um, how are you enjoying Matt's revisions to the Cobalt Soul subclass? Do you feel as if the changes have significantly helped you in and leading up to the fights with Lorenzo? Uh, yeah, I'm liking the the lower upfront cost for extract aspects. It's much nicer. I feel a little bit more inclined to use it, um, and that's such a situational ability anyway, it's kind of definitely meant for those bigger boss characters or things that you're going to encounter more to figure out their weaknesses. Um, still trying to figure out the right things to ask, though, but yeah, I'm definitely liking it much better. And um, the specialties or specialties expertise kind of ability that he kind of reworked um, where you use, uh, I forgot what it was called. Um, but basically I, I got a boost to my history instead of spending 
key points. And yeah, that's been nice too. Mm, so that's nice. Expertise is the shit. Yeah, yeah. It specialties kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Specialties, specialties is a spell that Caduceus has. Yeah. <laughs> what, whatever the abilities are that you have as a monk, I I think that we should keep them. Yeah, with a, dealing 147 points yes, or whatever. Those. Yes, those we should have. Let's have those. When that stun goes off, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's great when it happens. Gamble, win big. Um, yeah. So my grandfather used to say, "Yep, he died gambling, <laughs> but he died doing what he loved, losing our inheritance." <laughs> Both of you. This question is from T. Mandy the second. Were you kind of sad that Lorenzo died so soon, or was it the best moment ever to see him burn? I don't think many moments in my life, or it's a small number, will rival the fucking impossible moment of that motherfucker dying. Uh, and with us doing it on stage with so many amazing people, cheering us on. How did it feel to get that, how do you want to do this on Lorenzo? It was bewildering, yeah. bewildering, and 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 just made that moment of like stupid luck all the more uh, blindingly amazing. Yeah. I was, I was stunned. Yeah. What, what about you, were you sad he was gone, or were you? No! <laughs> Fuck that, he's dead. I'm gonna miss yep. that guy. Yeah. No, I um I got the how do you want to do this that first year of the show though. That's right. And I was like, we were, we were, sharing stories. Yeah, yeah. Mercia has told us since then how it was like the greatest high ever. It was just. I mean, everyone in the room jumps wave. up on their feet and is screaming because yeah. it's like for like a minute. Just to hear Matt say those words is in in person. It's crazy, you know, with uh, two mics in his mouth at once. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. And the stakes uh, were pretty go? big on this. It was one. Like, like this, this like this. It was like, no. You have to keep them at an <laughs> angle. Okay. Keep them at an angle because otherwise, you don't want them to right. hit each other. Could cause problems. Right. Not one for side. me, one but side. oh, I can't wait for Honey Heist. <laughs> I, I can't wait. either. Oh it got a lot worse than that oh, last yeah. night. People it, are it gonna got, love it, or we're going off the air. I I wonder. There's gonna be some Reddit threads. <laughs> There's gonna be some threads about this one, and get upset someone. I'm not apologizing in advance, and I won't apologize after because no. it was the funnest night of oh my the last, you know, two nights of my life. Uh, Marisha. <laughs> yeah. Mary Lucretia One asks. Yeah. After seeing Caleb go into a state several times, does Bo care for Caleb's mental health or is she unconcerned? Um, no, she she cares, definitely. I mean, she has sympathy for him, first and foremost. Um, uh, you know, she, at this point, is starting to care for these people, even though she won't admit it. Mm. She'd admit it more so than Caleb apparently will. <sighs> wow. But she is starting to, you know, to care, and ultimately she still has the beliefs of kind of what she said way earlier in the campaign, whereas we're partners, we're teammates, and I rely on you to not do something stupid in battle and get us all fucking killed. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, she's concerned a little bit selfishly and, you know, a little bit out of care and... In maternal instinct, I guess. It's good that you have different 
characteristics like that, though, because even though Caleb internally might be feeling some way, it takes people a while to be able to vocalize that or to externalize it, and that's perfectly normal. You know, it's just people, different personalities. Some people have a high IQ and a low EQ. You never know. Yeah. I have a low both. What does that mean? Uh, you are a rock. Yes, <laughs> I love the rock. Guys, Cypress Knight asks, uh, how did Bo and Caleb feel about Shikaste saying the Mighty Nine are good people who do good things? Is that something they can begin to take to heart given recent events, or do they still think of themselves as purely selfish? Oh my God, I like died a little, because um, right around the time he was saying that, he also inadvertently kind of quoted echoed Molly. Molly. He echoed Molly, yeah. Um, yeah. Totally freak accident echoed Molly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think Kari is, has that caught up on the no. full campaign. So when Kari was like, these are people who, you know, we're just trying to make each place that we find a little bit better. That's why I was like, what did you just say? Yeah. Um, that was both me and Bo kind of reacting simultaneously. And, you know, and then that's gonna start like triggering, that always triggers things in your head, like especially for Bo, for someone who's not superstitious or believes in signs, she's yeah. like, well, here's a theme that keeps arising, fuck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was mind blowing. Uh, you have anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, Caleb has a slightly different perspective on it. Uh, I think he, he knows what they've done here is good. Um, I think he, he believes that the, the universe is pretty is pretty random. Like he knows that good things happen, but it's pretty random, kind of like Liam. Mm. Um, but also, I feel like the next thing they could do, like Caleb and Bo and the rest, could like save an entire orphanage, and Caleb would still believe he's a shit stain. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing's going to erase what he's done. Nothing. Nothing. He is what he thinks right now. Okay. Good. Who knows where it'll go. Full evil, full evil is where it will go. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, let's give away some more free shit, shall we? Free shit. Um, before we do that, funny thing I just remembered, Kari was on the same flight as us <clears throat> out to Indianapolis. Yeah. And then the night before the live show, we're sitting at a table eating dinner, it's really late. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna call my kids. He gets up from the table and a group of critters come up to the table and they're like, oh, we can't wait for the live show tomorrow. And we're like, please stay gone. Please stay, Please stay gone. gone Please stay gone. We're like, to ten minutes. okay, good. Thank you. So nice to see you. Yeah. You know, and then he comes back and he sits down and we're like, oh boy. We went through some extreme lengths yeah. to smuggle that guy in. Yeah. And and guilt for telling him, listen, you gotta, you gotta, you can't have any fun. No, no fun. <gasps> Hide in this hotel. Was, he had the reaction of a 12 year old yeah. in Vegas being yeah. told, you have to stay in the hotel <laughs> he room. He did. He was like, are you fucking. Yeah, it's hard to understand, but we knew we knew how sweet the yeah. nectar would be if he came out totally yep. unexpected. Yep. And it was. It was yeah. a great moment. Yeah, props to our uh, our whole crew that we took with us at keeping him a secret. Yeah. Um, our next giveaway is for fan art. It's time for yes. fan art of the Nart. week. Oh, there's my head. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, there's you again. Oh, there's my head again. There it is again. <laughs> It's so big. Uh, this week, Liam pointed his head. Uh, this week's fan art winner for episode 29 was sent in by Emily Tuzignat. At 
Fugazi. M2's Fugazi 12. Let's take a look. It'll be on the screen. Yeah. That's a good oh, one. There's our guests. So cute. Our great guests. Our great guests so far. What a good run of guests. All our guests are great. Yep. Man, every time we have a guest, that's such good art. Um, every time we have a guest, about 5,000 people go, this one, we want to keep this one. Mm -hmm. Every time without fail. It's because we pick good guests. It's, we, we pick, pick good guests. guests. Oh, I like Stacy, the Duchess Anastasia. Mm -hmm. Man, that one's awesome. Thank you to everyone who submitted. Congrats to you, Emily, you have won this. Hickory tabletop dice tray from our friends at Wormwood Gaming. Make sure to check out wormwoodgaming.com and you can enter our weekly contest by emailing your GIF or fan art to submit. That's a good looking dice tray. It is. Submit. Hey. It smells so good. Rules for our contest are available at critroll.com. We got to go by one of the three places we got to stop by on the floor mm -hmm. Sunday briefly at Gen Con was yep. the Wormwood booth and say hi to all of our homies over there. Here's, there's something to talk about is like, we're all, we're still a huge bunch of nerds. We wanted to go shopping and we had yeah. the thinnest window. So if you're one of the critters who were on the showroom floor and you saw us skulking around, Thank you for letting us shop because we had like a 32 minutes. We had, we had like, like an hour and two minutes to go everywhere. We went to like five tables. We wanted to yeah. shop and then we wanted to go see our friends at the different booths, Dwarven yeah. Forge, Wormwood, Level and Up, like Dice. Our declined because I was in another state. Yeah, a lot of our cards got shut off. Dice yeah, they're like, uh, these people would definitely not be at a nerd convention yeah. trying to buy terrain right now. Spent half the time walking Kink. around on the phone with the bank yeah. trying to get them to unlock my card. Yeah, we were trying to buy so much dice. Yeah, all of us <laughs> calling our did. banks. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, but to your point, yeah, we had a very small window. So if yeah. we if we weren't as friendly, it was because a super tired. B, we wanted to buy nerdy stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, let's get a few more questions in. Uh, Liam. Yeah. Huh. Electric Mazella asks. Does Caleb regret using the invisibility scroll now that he can't add it to his own spell book? Oh. Dude, he regretted that. I said it in the moment. I didn't want to. He regretted it before he even did it. His, he wants as much. He wants yeah. to gather, but. Yeah. but um, why did you do it? Why did I do it? Because um, uh, his, his haste was a dud. Uh, he, in a stressed out moment, just because he thought they were still like. Directly in harm's way, and and he's blind when he's frumpkining. He's blind and deaf, so like he thought they were still like you know in trouble. So he wanted his single bodyguard. He wasn't with a group to be ready. So that fizzled out. He didn't have a lot of spells. A lot of what I did in that game is because uh, all my big guns were gone, and the fr I had first level spell slots up until the end. I didn't have fucking the right. I feel your pain preparing spells, and I oh, yeah. plan yeah, yeah, as a spells. player planned. Badly on level one spells. Nothing was of any use yeah. for that final battle. So I had a bunch of first level spells that I couldn't do dick with. So, but I didn't want to die. I, 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 want, I like this character. I don't want him to die. Yeah. And so Caleb thought, like, the last thing I want to do in the world is just fritter away this spell that I could use a hundred times! A oh. hundred times after this! Oh, but man. I also don't want to die. So the, the goal was to stay. <laughs> Alive until yeah. the end, and there were multiple moments like when they were at those cages and there were people in there. I was like, "Well, I could get that open, but if I do that, then I'm not invisible anymore. So maybe someone else will do it." Oh, good, he did. Yeah, it was just laying low so that I could be of use against that big motherfucker at the end. Yeah, still alive. Mostly panned out. Yeah, it kind of yeah. worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked. By, by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Yeah. 
Um, Marisha. Yeah. Ali Ali Farrell asks, do you think Bo has gained a sort of pen pal in Keg like Jester got with Callie? They have a lot in common and worked really well together. Can sending stones be utilized for booty calls? Like a prison pen pal? Conjugal yeah. visits? Uh, Conjugal visits. Bo, Bo's not the pen pal type of girl. Have a feeling Keg would agree, yeah. share that sentiment. Yeah. Like a twister, I was born to walk away. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm good. Yeah. Very that, good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Nope. Um, <laughs> it didn't quit it. Yeah. <laughs> I understand, it's okay. Corrick uh, Star asks, Liam, you dedicated the kill to Frump Frumpkin and not Molly. Was that an intentional RP choice? Man, you uh, wow. pissed. Wow! So this many came up. This came up at the at the panel too, did it not? Dedicated. Did that question say dedicated? Yeah, that's I mean, a really strong word. It is. Yeah. No, I mean the from. Listen, for a couple of things. One is, and I talked about this a bit on a panel at Gen Con. Um, Frumpkin is more important than just a familiar. Frumpkin, uh, briefly, because I've already said this. Caleb had a cat when he was a little boy named Frumpkin. That cat was a girl. Oh. Uh, but when he decided once he was out, out, out of the asylum and he was alone and he wanted, he wanted to have like a piece of his childhood, so he made, he recreated his cat using magic. Except when he did it, that one kept having balls, mm. which is why Caleb is occasionally confused whether it's a pumpkin's a she or a he. Danny, are you okay? I'm good. <laughs> I, am, I am so confused. Is that something you worked out? I have so many questions now. Okay, so let me, I'll answer that question. Like, is that, that a narrative question. beat you thought up in your head? That was a yes and improv thing because Liam also had a cat named Frumpkin right, as a little boy, right. and that cat was a girl. But I decided when I was creating my character that Frumpkin was a boy. But because I have real memories as Liam with my cat as a girl, I kept messing up the gender of the fucking cat in the game. Oh. So then I retooled my story so you that- You put this in black and white. Huh? You type this on paper. No, I just thought about it. Oh. <laughs> so, That's so you decided. So, <laughs> curious though. So the first part of my answer to that question is that Frumpkin is more important than just a magic spell. Frumpkin is like he absolutely eviscerated and destroyed his lovely childhood, wonderful childhood, good childhood, and he wanted to have a piece of that yeah. in his miserable existence. Yeah. But the but the second half of that answer is it wasn't dedicated to Frumpkin. The, Caleb was exhausted and bleeding out. He was on the fucking verge of death. So that line was the equivalent of fuck this day. It was yeah. an awful day. And to say like, that was for Molly, is too on the nose. I mean, they were all <laughs> thinking it. They're all thinking it. They're yeah. all yeah. weighed down by it. There's no need to say yeah. it. The day is awful. And what's more, Molly's dead. For all they knew in that moment, the other three are dead too. They don't know. Yeah. This is a fucking torture chamber. They're in a Saw movie yeah. right now. They don't know how the other three are, so maybe they're all dead. Yeah. Certainly Molly's dead, so no, it was not dedicated to the cat. I, I saw similar uh comments about Bo not immediately running into the cages to cradle Ford or Jester or Yasha it's and then it was day, just man. cold and and cold-hearted of Bo but 
like not already winning and did that. Like you said, like we were all feeling it and thinking yeah. it. It's there. It's time to like collapse in, you know, on the floor and like yeah. recover for a second, take stock, see what's going on. And so also to, to quote Scarlett O'Hara, I can't think about that right now. Mm-hmm. Just have to think about that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was a pretty yeah, good. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Scarlett Johansson. Almost as yeah. good yeah. as an impression, an impression you did uh, last night. Oh no. Yeah. Save it for Friday. Oh Friday. boy, you guys are in for a real broadcast. <laughs> bottom line is Caleb is in love with his cat, and the shippers need to focus on that. They should. Send me fiction about that. I want to see that oh, on God. Tumblr. God damn it. No, I don't. Um, I'm sure it's there. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Fanfic Addict asks mm. one of my other accounts. How scared are your characters to have to tell Yasha what happened? <sighs> it's a bad scene, man. Not. Yeah. Not exciting. No good. Not something you're really looking forward to. No, bueno. no it's a, it's a fucking bad moment right now. We've all collectively talked about it off screen for the past few weeks yeah. of how, and it's not just Yasha, it's just, it's, it's all of them. Jester, Jester, yeah, Jester's gonna be devastated. Uh, uh-huh, yeah, I'm not like, looking forward to that. They're lucky they survived. They're like, I mean, I, 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 again, in the middle of that fight, I was like, this is possibly going to be a TPK live on stage in yeah. Indianapolis. It really did. Plus, there's two whammies. We got rid of, we got, Molly died, and then we also said goodbye to Kiri. Chester was technically there, but Laura wasn't able to be there for that one. I am so glad that but. the episode where Molly died was not the live show, because we didn't have any grief counselors on site. We just would have had to send Danny out there to hug everybody. <laughs> she would have done it. She would have done it. I would have done it immediately, because I would have needed those hugs. Yeah, yeah. Completely yeah. selfish. You would have been, been getting I need more comfort. out of the hugs than anybody. <laughs> uh, it's a, it, it, where we left off, like that's a real fucking rough moment. Uh, yeah. I'm afraid. I got spanked hard. I'm afraid. I think Ford will be pragmatic. Yeah. I think Yasha will be angry, and I'm terrified I, I that Jester's gonna, Jester's gonna like blame herself. That's what I'm afraid of. Do you guys think? What do you what do you think's been what do you think they've been going through in this torture. time? You think they've been tortured? The place was described torture. as a torture pit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breaking people mentally. What so what to knows? what end do you think he was torturing them? For for what? Information about the gentleman? Do you think it was to try and manipulate them and turn them onto his side? I heard Matt say today on his fireside chat that one of the things he does as a writing tool for his bad guys is that he thinks about all the ways that they can try and take care of someone without having to kill them. Like, oh, if I pay them enough money, maybe they'll go away. If I manipulate them, you know, something like that. Do you think he had something in mind or just torturing because he With got off on it? What, where my brain was going, and I don't know if I'm correct or not, with Lorenzo being a trafficker and a slaver, and a demon, a demon, devil, whatever he what demon or devil. Yeah. They're so, the word so confused of them. Oh, an oni. An oni. Um, it seemed like he was dealing in fighters, you know, gladiatorial uh, gladiators that fight to the death. Like, and it seemed to me it was almost like a I'm gonna break them and train them and make them like a um, like a. Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, my boy. 
I was I was getting like winners like break you down mentally yeah. so you can you snap a feral animal to, to fight to fight yeah type of put you mm -hmm. in a fighting pit in the nine mm -hmm. hills somewhere and see what happens so Lorenzo would have a journal that he would open and suggest or he would go donut pastry <laughs> lollipop <laughs> Danny gets this joke yeah. <laughs> tusk love yeah Oscar. tusk love <laughs> um, favorite moment of the live show episode 29. Give it to me now. Favorite moment of live show. No, no. Mine was Sam not falling off the stage. Mine too. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. I was, I, yeah. When he came out for his test run on the rollerblades, not in the outfit, he looked as wobbly as I do when I stumble out of the TGI Fridays. Yeah. I was not confident that that was going to end up going well, but he must have practiced backstage. Um, I love both of our, like, uh, kick-ass moments. Yeah. They were amazing. I was going to say, I think selfishly and biasly. Yeah, yeah. I really like the stunning strike moment and the how do you want to do this the moment. stunning stroke, yeah. Stunning, stunning stroke. stroke is a very powerful but uh, stunning stroke you'll see tomorrow night or you'll see Friday night on uh, electric uh, oof, electric help me God I've just been waiting for someone to do the stunning stroke to me for ages <laughs> oh no uh, <laughs> once I reach six level I uh, also that. loved um, uh, Max you want me to dwell on that a little bit longer yeah, did you want a little bit longer uh, loved uh, not Kissing Caleb while he was invisible. Yes. I thought that was such a great moment. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were so many. I will say, I do not encourage this, and I never will again. People know how I feel about this subject. But whoever yelled out, it's high noon, fucking made us all die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Don't ever do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I also, it's not like one moment, but I also really enjoyed going into this game. I knew that I was, again, I was screwed spell-wise, which is my, my jam, right? So I don't have a lot. And I was not anticipating what the hell I would be doing in the last hour, but making like role-playing lemonade out of lemons yeah. and just sort of like crawling away from that dude with his glaives and just hanging on by a thread and not, like I had a great time being fucked up. Yeah. And it, that just goes to show that like this game, yes, it feels awesome to get stunning stroke. <laughs> yes, it feels awesome. <laughs> that was for you, Max. Uh, yes, it feels awesome to get the how do you want to do this, but it, it really, like there is so much fun to be had in the failures. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah So true. good. Yeah, um, we definitely missed Travis and Laura this year so bad. Yeah. Missed them so bad. Sucks, yeah. man. I mean, babies are fine. They're and all. cool. They're yeah, great. babies They're are cool. definitely alive. Yeah. yeah, miracle of life and all that shit. There's, it's like, it's like, it's like, baby, D and D. You know what I mean? Obviously not for them, but for us. I can't wait for them to come back. Though. I know, me too. Gotta get the team back together. Yeah. It's, it's funny, it's like every time we see them briefly, it's like seeing an apparition. I know. It's seeing like, a hologram of yeah. Tupac, you're like, touching <gasps> them to make sure they're exactly real. The yeah. Of Tupac, that's exactly. <laughs> Travis was in the studio today. We all Oh, man. You walked through the building. Oh, my God, you, so you exist. Made me so happy to see him. So oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. They just rolled a wax Travis got so excited. Yeah, he surprisingly doesn't look as good as the Ford bust that's not you can't see, but um, that's all the time we have for tonight. Oh, yeah. I know we would like to thank our sponsor, Dwarf and Uh stick around for Talks Mike and After Dark. <laughs> where we will fall asleep live on the air. <laughs> yeah. Critical Role Take Campaign 2, episode 30, airs this week. 30 episode episodes, 30. you guys. That means 20 more till we're at 50. No, wait. I, I, let's look yeah. into that. Something seems off. Uh, I would like to thank Marisha and Liam for joining us tonight. Until Thursday, don't forget to love each other. Stay turned. Get some sleep, everyone. Don't worry, it's almost Thursday. Good night. Ciao, ciao. We're back on Alpha for After Dark. <laughs> it's me, guys, Wholesome Brian. Oh, hi, Wholesome Brian. Polished Twitch host Brian here. You said. Hey, gang, I can read a prompter like nobody's business. I've done it for 76 episodes and I still suck. Did you say horse on? Horse on? I said horse porn. <laughs> yeah, it's different. That's what was going off on my phone about five seconds before we, uh, <laughs> I forgot to turn my mic pack off when I went to the porn? bathroom. What? You get notifications No, 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 for it was just porn? on and it, it, I pocket dialed my only favorite five, website. Only for five star horse porn though. Yeah, not I, four forgot, star. I forgot to turn my mic pack off when I went to the bathroom. That's what I do during the break is I catch just a tiny bit of horse porn and then I come back out. It's like Red Bull, it's like just a shot of, you know, it gives you wings. That seems frustrating to me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Thankfully, I have all the time after the show. I, I think you're pretty good at prompter. Just taking Thank that you. back a minute. Yeah, thanks. It's for the horse porn. It's just, you know, we just have the giveaway okay. winners and stuff on the thing, but sometimes yeah. they're complicated handles, you know? And yeah, but that's not your fault. I know, but I still need to learn how to read good. <laughs> uh, we have some questions here from the Alpha Chat. Let's start with me, since I'm the most important. This is from 1111uck. Brian, this year you bravely allowed Taliesin to dress you. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> Would you dare next year to allow Sam to pick your outfit? I don't know if I have the guts for that. Oh man. Because Sam would start looking this week. He would- To torture you. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I feel I, like it would have to be another wardrobe braid though. Maybe, but I don't want to know what's in Sam's closet, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of ties. Yeah. Uh, he has a good collection ties. of sneakers that he wears to work with ties. He's got yeah. some dad clothes, for sure. He does have some dad clothes. Yeah. He's got some professional uh, Disney voice director clothes, you know, yeah. like hip but professional. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know. No, I wouldn't know either. Um, for you guys, Cabney asks, what's the most obscure cosplay you saw over the weekend, Critical Role or otherwise? Uh, my favorite cosplay, I'm not gonna say that. One really quirky and awesome cosplay were two critters who were dressed as gelatinous cubes. I, that, they were great, they were great. Yeah, they were so great. fantastic. And so good. that uh, woman has come in the past as a beholder and she yeah. just has a great, funny sense of humor for costumes and, I, and I've loved everything she's done. Yeah. Hi, yeah. if you're watching. Yeah, hi. I don't know. I loved how cameras. they were like, they looked Kind of like adventures. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Their swords and stuff, stuff were floating around, floating around uh -huh. in it. It was super yeah. cute. 
I loved it. It was hard to see because the lights are so bright at the panel. If you watch the video back, oh, thank you, Daspiff, by the way, for recording that panel. I know there was like the battery died and there were some issues, but oh, he yeah. got most of our panel and put it on critical scope. Yay! And we got good, to good, meet good. Daspiff, many of us, for the yes. first time. So that was awesome. Thanks for everything you do. Um, also, big love and respect to the critters who make gigantic fucking vax wings oh my that gosh. open and close yeah. or die. Yeah, see that a few crazy yeah, ones was too this year. Saw a couple of great faxes. There's an, there is a, um, a girl who cosplayed as Matt from our first season opening title sequence. Yeah, that was pretty right. good. That's right. That was good. There was a couple of people who were dressed Siamese twins wise. One was me, my outfit from Signal Boost, and the other was Liam Las Vegas. Liam Las Vegas, uh, that's yeah, right. Were, that cool. was awesome. It was hard. They asked the question, and I looked, and I'm like, oh, wait a second. I think that's, yeah. It was, it was I great. also really like the girl dressed as Percy who had the Orthax floating oh, yeah. behind her. Following, yeah. Following Orthax. And yeah, then and the two little uh, kids who did the twins yes. on one day oh. and Yasha and Bo on the next. The that was so good, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so adorable. So cute, yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah, um, good stuff. Let's see. Oh, this one's kind of interesting. Punkshology asks, would you rather fight a party made up entirely of monks or made up entirely of wizards? Oh, man. Are we talking about like Mighty Nine? Like Mighty Nine fighting a, a all monks or all wizards? Or maybe that's I think what maybe in, in general, I think. I, like what do you think is more dangerous? A party of monks or a party of wizards? I would I would prefer to face the wizards. Mm. I think if once you closed in on the wizards. If you closed in on the wizards. If you closed in on the wizards, if you rolled high enough initiative and closed the gap. Man. In their kind of glass cannons. They're both pretty nasty, though. Like the wizards could smoke you before you got within 30 feet of them. Yeah, that's but true. The, but if you get within 30 feet of them, the you're a grease stain with the monks. Yeah. Uh, and the monks have a lot of survivability, and depending on what uh, way of the monk, what way you choose, some have uh, kind of like the barbarian abilities where you take like less damage and shit. Yeah. And you can like bounce back quicker. I think I'd rather face the monks though, because I can't control our proximity at the beginning, and I feel like those spells have 120 feet. They could be spell snipers and have 240 feet range. Yikes. That sounds nasty. Yeah. And you don't want that. <laughs> Work. So. I love how we're both biased to the classes we're playing. Yeah, that was predictable. Sure. <laughs> I think Bo is amazing. Nothing against Bo. Mm hmm. Uh, that's the end of that sentence. Yeah. Um, Liam, I was wondering about this too. Gokumon asks, did you ever think the worst would happen to Caleb when the clerics decided to look around mid-battle instead of healing the squishy party members? I was a little surprised by that. <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little surprising. I found that very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, but it led to me having a lot of fun, role-play-wise. A lot of yeah. fun. Um, but I'm not, but was very, very surprised. Yep. Yep. <laughs> a couple of rounds are going by here. Guys. I was at I he drank his own potion, but I was at two hit points after that attack. Oh my oh god. Oh my just, god. Just dragging himself <laughs> along the ground. Yep. Bleeding everywhere. Now, just hold, everyone's hold on a second, running hold past on. him. We gotta get over here. We gotta go over there. This guy any moment. Hey. Just around the corner it's coming. If you have a moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man. Add a moment, bitte. That was bitte. two hit points, really? That's crazy. Two. Eesh. No thanks. Uh, Marisha, you like this screen name. Bo, bo, bo your boat. Oh, Great name. I love it. Uh, you started tearing up a bit when Matt started describing your fellow party members. What was that moment like? Um, you know, the, this game is so real to us, and uh, we miss Laura and Ashley and Travis like yeah. so much. So, like, whenever they're gone, it is there's still uh, that feeling on a meta level as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're family, so it doesn't feel good to have some of the family gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Yeah, for any length of time. So yeah, it was just kind of that, and and like I was saying earlier, you never know how things are gonna, how you're actually gonna react to things sometimes, and yeah. sometimes they kind of catch off guard. But yeah, it was just kind of that wave of relief of like, oh, this means that we did the thing. Yeah. We did the thing, you guys. We saved our friends. Yeah, we're all Make them start with a new party. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. It could have been that way. Oh, man. It wasn't, so. Oh, I'm glad they're gonna be yeah. back. That's yeah. for sure. me too. Hopefully really soon. Uh, Dread Singles has a question. Hey! hey. Welcome to the show, Dread Hi. Singles. We just got to hang out with them on Sunday. Yeah. Oh man, uh, what was your favorite thing you did slash got at Gen Con? Did? Well, the live, live show was pretty the cool. Live show. <laughs> live show for sure. I loved seeing our booth oh, in the person. Oh, booth was amazing. Um, the fact I showed up watching Matt kind of be Pumat for a little bit was amazing. That was epic. And escorting him in van was cool. Yeah, that was mm. awesome. I was. We were all very cranky on Sunday morning. Yeah. Oh my God! You're being so nice. I was cranky. Yeah. We were we were downright bitchy. We were so not really to each other. I mean, we were, but we none of us take it personally because we just know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it was just it was we were just exhaustion. irritation and yeah, general. like no sleep. Yeah, team hashtag team no sleep. Yeah, yeah, um, but still, but like we, I was super irritated when the makeup artist knocked on our door to start getting mad at oh, the makeup yeah. first thing in the morning. Went down, had breakfast, came back when he was halfway blue, when he had blued himself. We after he had just um, blued himself. He had blued himself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, was, that was the morning the three of us had breakfast and didn't say a word to each other yeah, for barely. an hour. But, but just to like snipe. Like, yeah. Just yeah. each yeah, other a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, Liam asked a question to me and I was like, I just fucking said that. I am. So sorry. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. What, do you know what time it is? You're looking at your phone. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing I got in our five seconds on the showroom floor, uh, we stopped. Where, what was that last booth we stopped at? Was it Warhammer? Privateer no, that Press. was Privateer, Privateer Press. Press. Privateer Press. Excuse yeah. yes. me. Beautiful things. I bought a bunch of like oversized miniatures, and I got this great. Uh, oh, that was so cool. Death wagon with like a dead horse pulling it, stuffed yes, with coffins and a lantern that I'm going to yes. use in my daughter's Ravenloft game. Yeah, that's my favorite uh, get. That was epic. Yeah, I got a couple of books from Privateer Press. Some I love the Iron Kingdom's lore, so I got a couple novels. Got some level up dice. Got a new it. 
wormwood box. I dropped a lot of money at Level Up. Yeah. Got myself a new set of dice. I got Matt a set of dice since he couldn't walk the floor yeah. at all. Yeah, so I, I wanted know. to Matt get him something. Get to, we should put him in a Pope mobile if he was yeah. going to walk the floor of <laughs> Gen Con. I was surprised to hear uh, that you that you had read many of those books and were really into those books. Um, like yeah. I know that your whole snake oil salesman uh, routine is a routine that you're big softy. But yeah. I did. I but I was surprised that 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 level of nerdiness in you that you really like those I, books. I would have sat there and talked to those privateer press guys all day about the Iron Kingdom's lore and like War Machine and Hordes and stuff, but they probably would have just been like, get this guy out of my face. Max says, some people have said that the other day, surprised at how deep my nerd, nerd levels go. The way Max phrases it is he says, you know, you're so goddamn handsome, it, we wouldn't, you didn't seem like you would be that nerdy. Oh, and I'm like, look, that. there's handsome nerds out there, Max. There's no reason to, you know. Well, let's end on uh, <laughs> the saddest question I've ever asked on this show. How about that? Oh, boy. That's awesome. Uh, Ray57913 asks, Liam, oh. did Vax take Molly to the other side? Boom. Boom. I mean, anything I say on this subject is fan fiction. That's okay. I'll read your fanfic. Is it, though? I don't know. I don't know what happened to Vax. I have no idea. I have my own ideas. Uh, I had a I had uh, Ariana, who's our official artist, do like a art of Vax that I could take to cons and stuff. And he is just sitting on like a black obsidian throne mm. in a large obsidian room full of like honeycomb sconces all around him with like raven statues in every sconce. And like all the armor and everything is a little more, even more svelte, like a dune suit. And the antler tattoo is coming up like white uh, bone, almost like cordyceps disease Ooh. from his shoulder. And he's just, and he's holding a raven skull and going, the fuck is this? And that's, that's my best theory as to what uh, Vax has got going on, but that's just my idea. You just described so many of the dreams I've had. <laughs> But it's me in that costume. Yeah, yeah. with the beard. Uh, we went over this. <laughs> I'd like to think that. I'd yeah. like to think that. Mm. He's he had a lot of heart and life in him. He lived fully, twice. Yep. Um, that we know of. That, that we, we know, know of. of, right? Man, the possibilities that we have in Caduceus, though, are just outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. If if Vax is what I what I think he is, then yes. Okay. I'm satisfied with that answer, Marisha. Are you mm -hmm. satisfied with that answer? I am satisfied with that answer. Okay. <laughs> Marisha, just, Marisha just woke up. Is that your final answer? Oh, <laughs> uh, Regis. Regis needs to be in the next Honey Heist. Can we get Regis <laughs> Philbin? Can we get him? Is he still alive? He's still alive, right, Max? Is Regis still alive? I don't know. Roll for honey. <laughs> Roll for criminal. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to phone a friend in the woods? How do you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. All right. Well, guys, we love you so much. As always, yeah, thank you, you for your support. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. Um, we'll see you Thursday night for Critical Role. We'll see you Friday night for Honey Heist. Oh my God, oh my God. Matt did a fireside chat earlier today from five to six. If you missed it, that VOD is already up on twitch.tv slash Critical Role, so go watch it, because it was awesome. I caught most of it. And he's so articulate, he's just so, he's so good at just talking to the people, you know? He 
is. What must that be like? He's a talented chap. He's he a is. living bard. Let's keep him around. Let's ensure that brain. Yeah. Good night, guys. We love you. Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tox Machina airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.